Well, good morning, everybody, and a very happy Christmas to you all. Lovely to see you all, and welcome to our Christmas Day service, particularly if you are a visitor, um, or maybe you're um, here visiting your family over Christmas. Uh, It's great to have you, whatever reason, it's great that we can come together, and also for those watching online, unable to be with us in person, great you're able to join us in that way as well. Um, Great to see a few Christmas jumpers around. Great to see some some foreign dress as well. Um, Even Dave Green is entering the Christmas spirit. Um, So well done if you've made an effort in that area. Sure, there's lots of excitement about today. Looking forward to to Christmas lunch, to presents. Some of you may have opened your presents already. Some of you are looking forward to that time when you can open your presents. But Christmas obviously is more than just presents and food getting together with your your family and your relatives, watching TV and playing games. It's, of course, about the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, So what we're going to do now is watch a video, just remind us of uh, the the bigger meaning of Christmas, the true significance. So let's watch this. And after that, uh, John and Barbara will come and light our Advent candle for us. George, the world, the Lord is come. We light this candle because Jesus, the light of the world, was born on this day and he brightens all things. Joy to the earth, the Saviour reigns. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever. Thanks, John and Barbara. Let's pray, shall we, at the beginning of our service. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come together on Christmas Day to celebrate the coming of Jesus into this world. Thank you that Christmas is a time of rejoicing, rejoicing at the good news that you sent Jesus as our saviour to deal with our sin and to bring us the greatest peace that we need, peace with you. With all the busyness of the past few days getting ready for Christmas, we pray that you would help us now to focus on what Christmas is really all about and be filled with awe and wonder. And as we do so, Lord, help us to reorder the priorities of our lives and to know your peace and joy this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you were with us yesterday, you would have heard how Christmas turns the the ordinary into the extraordinary. We looked at two ordinary characters in Joseph and Mary. We looked at ordinary shepherds and how their lives became extraordinary uh, through uh, the events of that first Christmas. Well, this, this morning we're going to be looking at the role of the angels and the role they had in making the ordinary extraordinary. I wonder how much you know about angels. 
how many of you have been an angel in a nativity play? Come on, put your hands up. Yes, over there. Ollie, good, good on you. Any other? Come on, all the adults. I'm sure. Think back to Yes, die. Yeah. I'm sure there's quite a few of you. Um, I always wonder why is it that though that uh, it's often the girls who want to be the angels. Um, they're often dressed in white with tinsel around their heads. Is that really what angels are like? They're actually powerful heavenly beings. If you've read the Old Testament, you'll know that there was one angel that um, defeated an army of 185,000 men. So these, these are powerful beings. But what else do we know about angels? wouldn't be Christmas if we didn't have a quiz, would it? So it is quiz time. Um, hopefully you've been swatting up on your knowledge of angels. Um, got a few questions for you. <clears throat> Put up your hand if you think you know the answer. Um, and we'll see if you're right. Who are the two angels named in the Bible? Anybody got any idea? Two angels named in the Bible? Yes, John. Gabriel is one of them. Yeah, Gabriel appears quite a lot in the Christmas story, doesn't, doesn't he? Um, yeah, Alan? Michael is the other one. They're, those are the passages where they occur. What do angels look like? This is a bit of a trick question, this one. What do angels look like? Anybody want to have a go at that one? Anybody want to have a try? What do they look like? Yes, Peter. I don't know. Yeah, we don't really know. We are told that they are spirits, um, invisible spirits in Hebrews, but they can appear in, in human form. They can appear in visible form at different times, and we read about that in the Bible at different occasions. So that's what they, unless God enables us to see them, like he did Balaam, he enabled Balaam to see an angel in front of him. Where do they come from? Where do angels come from? Rob, a louder. God made them. God created them. Uh, we know God created them, not just as he can create human beings. He also created the angels. How many are there? How many angels are there? Olivia, how many angels are there? How many do you reckon? Thousands, exactly. There's thousands. Upon thousands, 10,000 times 10,000. There's lots of them, basically. Uh, there's loads of angels. What do they do? What do angels do? A few different things. What does general angel means? Do you know what that word means? Well, it actually means messenger. That's one of their main roles. They are messengers. Um, and we see that particularly in the Christmas story, as we'll see in a minute. They brought messages to God's people. Anything else? They sing to God. They're worshippers. Come on to that one in a minute. One in between is they're warriors, um, both as we saw earlier on, but also they are to protect God's people. God causes angels to protect his people, but also, as uh, um, Karen said, they're worshippers. Uh, they're all worshipping around the throne in heaven. And finally, how many times are angels mentioned in the Christmas story? Ooh, who's going who's gonna to have a guess at that one? Now you're all counting them up, aren't you? Oh, you can't tell uh, yes. Three times, close, but not the right answer. Anybody, any advance on three? <laughs> We're going to go up one by one, are we? <laughs> Eight, too far, too far, Nigel. The answer is six. Here we go. This is what are they? Zechariah. 
beginning of Luke, John the Baptist. Uh, the angel came to tell Zechariah his wife Elizabeth was going to be pregnant. Uh, Mary, of course, came to be told that she was going to give birth to the Son of God. Joseph, told to marry Mary, not to be worried that this really was the Son of God. The shepherds, I'm sure we know about that one. We'll come back to that one shortly. What are the other two, though? Anybody know the other two? No. Joseph. Joseph was warned that Herod was trying to kill all the baby boys, therefore flee to Egypt. And then also Matthew 2, Joseph again was told, okay, Herod's dead now, it's safe to come back um, to Israel. So we're going to come back to those um, later on, but we're going to sing again first of all, and uh, another carol about so the angels, angels who came from the realms, came from the kingdom of glory. Let's stand to sing. So what we're going to do now is, um, the angels said, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. We're going to have an opportunity now to, to do what is called sharing the peace, which is reminding one another of the peace of Jesus, uh, that he made possible between us and God. Um, so let me invite you to, to share the peace with one another by sharing the peace of God be with you, and to reply, and also with you. And get up and move around if you like, um, take this opportunity to uh, share the peace with one another, and maybe to those who you don't know to visit. Please do take a seat. Well, Colin's now going to lead us in prayers, and then Helen is going to bring us our reading from Luke 2, 1 to 14. Our Lord God, our Father in heaven, we thank you for the miracle of the incarnation of the Lord Jesus, the King of heaven, coming to dwell with us. We thank you for the the good news of great joy that is for all people that a saviour has been born, Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have come to rescue us, the King of glory, majesty, and holiness, that you have come in to our muck and mire of our world, of our lives, that you would save us when we turn to you and trust in you. We thank you for the the gift of salvation, the free gift of grace that you've given to us, that you've revealed to us in your Son. And we praise you, Lord, that we can share that when we trust in you. We do pray, Lord, for all of us uh, this morning, perhaps, who have yet to do that, who have yet to, to trust in you, to know your goodness and your grace, your love and your mercy, that we would see you in all your majesty and glory, a baby born in a manger and yet the king of all things. And Lord, we do pray for those uh, maybe at this time who, where it is a difficult time. We pray, Lord, for those who are in hospital at the moment. We pray, Lord, for those who are ill with other things, maybe awaiting tests. Uh, we pray, Father, for those who are, are grieving, the widows, uh, who at this time it will be a hard time. We pray, too, for those who are homeless, uh, those who are hungry. Uh, we pray for those, uh, for the, the orphans, those who have um, no family to, to close by. We pray, Lord, for those who will be alone this Christmas. Lord, would you draw close to them? Might they know you as the God of all comfort and the Prince of Peace? And as we think of peace, Father, we do pray for our world. We pray, Father, for 
for Israel and Gaza. We pray for, for peace there. We pray for Ukraine, for the ongoing war there. And we pray for peace there and in many other places and countries that we never hear of. We pray that you would bring peace to those places, that your justice would reign. And ultimately that people would turn to you to know you as their peace themselves. We thank you, Lord, for the the work that many missionaries do in the world, many of the missionaries that we sent here. And we pray, Father, for your blessing upon them. We thank you, Lord, for their uh, their dedication and service. We pray, Father, for those who are being sent out in the new year as well. We pray, Lord, for your blessing uh, in abundance upon them. Lord, we just pray that you would help us to delight in all that you have done for us, that our hearts would be full to overflow with the joy of the truth that our Savior has been born today. And Lord, as we come to your word now, help us to receive it with open hearts, that you would speak to us, that you would fill our hearts with your word. And as Neil comes to preach, Lord, that you would speak through him, that we would hear the words of our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our reading today comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. The birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Thanks, Helen. Well, we've looked uh, so far at what angels are like. We've looked at what they do. Uh, we said there were six incidents in which angels um, appeared that first Christmas. We're going to look at now one of those incidents in which they appeared to the shepherds in the fields. Um, so let's have a look at those verses 9 to 12. I'll read them again. I want you to look out for three words beginning with G. Um, either look on the screen or listen to me read them. But look for the words beginning with G. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So three G's. Uh, Anybody spot any of the G's? Yes, uh, Olivia. Good was one of them. Good news. That's right. Good news. Uh, Should we give somebody else a chance as well? Yeah, Luca behind you. Glory, that's the first one, wasn't it? Glory, glory, good news, and linked to good news. What's the other one? Yes, over there. Sorry? Great, great joy. That's right, there they are. Glory of the Lord. Good news that will cause great joy. Well, let's start with the first of those, glory. I wonder if you know what glory means. What do you understand by that? If you're a a football fan, um, you've probably been say on the terraces, don't have terraces these days, but uh, singing glory, glory, Ipswich Town. Um, <laughs> or if you're an Ipswich Town supporter, you'll look back to the glory days in the past and look ahead to the glory days that are coming again when we get back into the premiership. Um, we can say glory in little ways like um, they had their moment of glory or they went out in a blaze of glory. It's hard to find one word to explain, to describe it exactly. But maybe the nearest is probably greatness, the greatness. Um, One dictionary gives this this definition. Great admiration, honor, and praise that you earn by doing something successfully. Now, whereas we as humans need to do something to achieve glory, God's glory is in who he is. God's glory is seen in his power. He has the power to create the universe, to, to sustain it, to keep it going, to rule over it. It's the power to, to save human beings. It's the power to be everywhere, to know everything. His glory is seen in his grace, his loving kindness towards us that we, we don't deserve, his willingness to forgive us, his faithfulness towards us. His glory is seen in his holiness. Unlike us, he's perfect in all his ways. And because he's perfect, he doesn't change. The angels have been in a presence of God. They came from the realms of the glory we, we sang earlier on. And so they reflected God's glory. It shone around them, we're told. And uh, for the shepherds, that was pretty terrifying, as we read. The angels reflected God's glory. But because Jesus is God... When he was born, people didn't just look at him and think, oh, what a cute baby. They saw the glory of God. That's why when the wise men came, they they bowed down and they worshipped God himself. And that's why when the angel is joined by a great uh, company of other angels, they, they praise God, saying glory to God in the highest heaven. That should be our first response to the Christmas story, to give glory to God, to acknowledge his greatness, his glory. What about the other, the other G's though? Well, they come together, good news that will cause great joy. Good news that causes great joy. We're told in verse 10, uh, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. If in 2024 you could receive good news, you're allowed to receive whatever good news you wanted. What would that good news be for you, do you think? 
maybe for you younger guys uh, working hard at school. You open your exam results on results day, and those results are better than even you imagined. That would be good news, wouldn't it, for you? Maybe for those with health problems or have a family member with health problems, and your doctor gives you the results of a scan that says you're all clear. That would be good news for you, wouldn't it? For those in business, you get your, your quarterly results and profits are up. For you, that's going to be good news. Or maybe like Mary, good news for you is that you'll be expecting a baby. However good we think that good news will be for us, it'll be nothing compared to the message of good news that the angel brought that first Christmas. The good news that the angel brought was about the birth of a baby, but not just any baby. The angel said, today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The question we have to ask ourselves at Christmas is, why is this good news? Why are we still celebrating it 2,000 years later? Why is it better than any other piece of good news that we could hope for? Well, because Jesus, the true king, has given up the glory of heaven come down to the lowliness of earth to make it possible for us to know him and to have a relationship with him. And that is good news, to have a relationship with the God of the universe. I don't know how many of you are on Facebook. I won't ask you to put your hands up. Um, But if you are, you'll know what it's like to receive a friend request. Maybe someone you know quite well um, wants to connect on Facebook. Maybe someone you haven't heard from for years. They want to reconnect with you. Um, maybe it's someone you've met only once, you can't actually really remember them, but they're collecting as many Facebook friends as they, as they can. Apparently the average number of Facebook friends that anyone has, anybody know? I want to guess average number of Facebook friends. No random guesses. 200, yeah, 338 apparently. There you go. Um, So I need to up mine a little bit, so don't be surprised if you get a friend request from me now. Um, The sad thing is, however hard we try, it's very difficult to maintain a close relationship with 338 friends, isn't it? You can post something on your, your Facebook page, and some of you will do that quite frequently. Others of us will do it very rarely. The sad thing is we lose touch with people, don't we? I wonder how many people you crossed off your Christmas card list this year. The reason a relationship with Jesus is different is that he is God. He can maintain a relationship, not with just with 338 friends, but with everyone in the world. It says it's good news that will cause great joy for all people. Not just the two billion Facebook users, but it's news for every person in the world. But because we are, we are sinful creatures, uh, he is the perfect, glorious God, it's not possible for us to have a relationship with him unless he initiates it, unless he deals with the, the thing that separates us from him. And that is our sin. Our sin is to want the glory for ourselves. We want to be great instead of giving glory to God, who is the one who deserves the glory. And that is why Jesus came to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died the death we deserved, but was raised to life and conquered sin and death. 
And the result is that if we ask for his forgiveness, if we put our trust in him, we can have a relationship with God. We can be reconciled to him. We can enjoy peace with him. And we can enjoy that for the rest of eternity. That is good news. As we will sing in a minute, and the carol, hark the herald angels sing. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. And when we are at peace with God, then we can cope with whatever life throws at us because he won't abandon us. He will always be with us through all those tough times. The thing is, we have to accept his friend request. The angels came that first Christmas with a friend request from Jesus. They said to the shepherds, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. After the angels left, the shepherds uh, went to check it out. We're told uh, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They accepted a friend request from Jesus. So this Christmas, the question I want to leave you with is, will you accept that friend request from Jesus? Because if what the angels say is true, that a glorious saviour, an eternal king was born, then you can't really afford not to. Or maybe this is all new to you, I mean, you haven't heard this before, and uh, why don't you, like the shepherds, check it out? Why don't you make it your resolution to check out whether this really is true? How can you check it out? Well, there's a few things you can do. There's uh, books on your way out you can grab. This is one, Making Sense of Life, all about the Christian faith. Or read through a book of the, the Bible. This is one of them, Gospel of Mark. Pick that one up on your way out. If you want to read it with somebody, have a word with me, and we can arrange that um, if you'd like to do it that way. Or if you want to come to a, a course of four weeks in January, there's a group meeting there that Colin's running. Uh, pick up this card. There's details about that again on your way out. I'm sure he'd be pleased to hear from you. But please don't just ignore Jesus' friend request. Let me close with some words from Matt Searle's book, Comfort and Joy. There is no greater joy than knowing Christ. There is no greater comfort than his presence with us. There is no greater hope than seeing him face to face. This is the good news we celebrate at Christmas. This is the hope that sustains us every day of our journey until we enter the house of the Lord to dwell with him forever. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you sent your messengers, the angels who reflected your glory and they came with that message of good news that would cause great joy. Father, thank you for those of us who've received that news and experienced that great joy for ourselves. Lord, we long for others to know the joy that we know, to have a relationship with you, to be friends with you. Thank you that you made that possible by sending Jesus to earth. As he came as a baby, he lived a, a human life. But he lived a perfect life and died in our place so we can be reconciled to you. Thank you for the peace that brings between us and you, a peace that will last for eternity. And we praise you for that.
In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we hope you've enjoyed your time with us this morning. You have an enjoyable day for the rest of the day and for the rest of this uh, Christmas break. Just to say, there will be a retiring offering on the way out, or you can make a transfer, if you're a regular member here of the church, to the Christmas um, uh, appeal, if you like. Um, the funds raised, we split between two things. The tier fund, Christmas appeal, which goes towards those in poverty to give them the skills and knowledge to become self-sustainable. And also to the Sharing Life Trust, uh, which uh, supports the food bank in Tame. So do please give to those. But let's close now by singing. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas all together. Over to him. everybody. God bless you.